Have you ever been referred to as human capital or heard this term used to describe workers and employees? What did you think? How did it make you feel? Hello everyone, and welcome to today's Make Our Possible Shortcast. I am Theory. And I am Ken's digital twin. Today, Steph Lively would like to talk about business words and phrases that have been grating on her for ages. And this is Steph Lively, I'm Ken's partner here at Theory. I will be citing examples of words and phrases that should be deleted in our everyday vernacular, let alone on company policies and government regulation. Let me ask you the following. What is your reaction when you hear someone say, people are our best asset? In a business context? Have you ever been in a work environment where the phrase, we are family was used to describe the team? How did this make you feel? Did you feel that everyone felt the same positive vibe, which was the intention behind the words? How do you feel about the phrase, labor versus capital? Do you think that phrase is an accurate way of describing the present workplace? Have you ever been referred to as a diversity hire? How did this make you feel? Do you think this phrase accurately captures the value that diversity brings to a team? Well, Steph, frankly I've never thought anything about the use of those phrases. Exactly the point, Theory. We use them every day without really thinking about how these words set up our identities and define our reality. Interesting. These questions can help spark conversation around the language that is used in the workplace and how it can affect employees' experiences and sense of belonging. By examining the legacy business phrases that are still commonly used today, we can then start to think how they shape our perception of both the business landscape and society in general. Being more aware of the words we use everyday works will allow us to examine them and enable us towards creating a more inclusive and respectful work environment. Why should we be cognizant of how we use these words and phrases, especially in a business setting? Why is this important? I can say that there are business words and phrases that have become outdated especially as we focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion. These phrases have a history of usage that reflects a different time in the business world, where certain groups were not always given the same opportunities and respect as others. Can you give us some examples? Absolutely. Human capital. This term was commonly used to describe employees and workers, but it reduces people to a commodity. It also reinforces the idea that people are only valuable in terms of their ability to generate profit. People, and the hiring of them, become mere investment vehicles specifically aligned to generate profits. Well, what happens when people no longer generate profits? Since capital is a line item on a spreadsheet, people then become disposable capital. We have seen this in the workplace. More recently, we have witnessed how many big businesses, led by the tech companies, have gotten rid of their human capital post-COVID. Why? Because they overhired during COVID, not wanting to leave money on the table. Now that demand has normalized, management teams of these businesses decided on reallocating their human capital to the sidewalk. The reality is that people must be treated, valued and recognized as individuals with unique skills, experiences, and backgrounds that contribute to the success of a company. 
More importantly, workers and employees are living, breathing and feeling beings. We are not a capital line item on a balance sheet or profit and loss statement. Wow. That's a pretty bold perspective, Steph. Here's another one. People are our best asset. This phrase is often used to convey the importance of employees, but it can also be seen as dehumanizing. It is similar to what I just discussed, referring to people as human capital. People are not assets to be owned, managed, reallocated or downsized, but rather human beings with their own agency and worth. Additionally, this phrase can ignore the systemic barriers that prevent May team members from reaching their full potential. An asset is, and I quote, any tangible or intangible item that has value in an exchange. Notice the word item, according to the SEC. Wikipedia defines an asset as follows, in financial accounting, an asset is any resource owned or controlled by a business or an economic entity. It is anything, tangible or intangible, that can be used to produce positive economic value. Assets represent value of ownership that can be converted into cash. Here are examples of real and tangible assets, real estate, equipment, vehicles, inventories. Do you think that people, like assets, should be owned and controlled by a business or an economic or business entity? Notice that people do not belong as part of an asset category. Yet we refer to people or a group of workers and employees as a cost center. Blah, blah, blah. You get the point. Tell me something, Steph. What is the real issue here? The problem here is demoting human agency to a commodity. Here's a reality check. When we lump people into the asset category, it's easier to get rid of them when management feels they people no longer produce economic and or financial value. But this mindset is horribly flawed. When we subscribe to this mindset that people are assets, then what we have is mass layoffs. How about this? Why not instead fire your real estate, commercial offices that languish and continue to depreciate in value? Why not do a downsizing or however you want to sugarcoat it, right-sizing of current inventory of vehicles? It seems that tangible asses like real estate, equipment and inventories remain employed. It's people who get unemployed. Now that I think about it, people equals asset sounds reductive and demeaning to me. Wait a minute, this has got to be woke. Not at all. And I really don't care about labels. What we need to do is to understand how the origin of these words and the context in which they were created impact our current and future realities. These phrases are old and dated, and do not in any way truly reflect our current workplace. Let me give you a good example of a word that refers to people with the right mindset and appropriate identity. In the airline industry, passengers and crew members are referred to as souls. So when asked on the number of passengers and crew, a flight attendant or pilot responds with, we have 200 souls on this flight. Note that they don't refer to passengers and crew members' revenue tickets or profit centers. This is fascinating. Do you have other examples? We are family. This phrase is often used to describe a close-knit work environment, but it can also be problematic. It assumes that every family has the same level of closeness and connection, which is not always the case. What if you grew up in a dysfunctional family? Worse, an abusive family environment?
Using the phrase we are family can create a sense of obligation and pressure to conform to the group, which can be exclusionary to those who don't fit in. The use of the word family can also sustain limiting beliefs and potentially carry on emotional baggage. But shouldn't we also understand the intention behind the words? I would like to think that most people mean well. I'm with you. But what's wrong with just describing your culture as close-knit? That your business operationalizes your core values of trust, respect, and transparency? All right, Steph. What else do you have? Labor versus capital. Do you feel that this phrase adequately describes the value created by employees in today's digital workplace? For many years, white-collar workers have been referred to as information workers and knowledge workers. Does referring to them as laborers still make sense? This phrase is often used to describe the relationship between employees and employers, but it reinforces a binary way of thinking about the workplace. It also ignores the fact that employees are often both labor and capital, bringing their own skills, ideas, and value creation to the table. By clinging on to labor versus capital, not only do we subscribe to a time during the Industrial Revolution, where work conditions and the workplace was profoundly different. Let me leave you a question here. Who do you think creates real economic value, labor or capital? Think about it. I have to agree with you on this one, Steph. The phrase, labor versus capital, hardly describes our modern, digital business and economic systems. Got any more examples? Many more. But I have one last phrase. Diversity higher. This phrase is used to describe an employee who is hired primarily because of their demographic background. However, it can be seen as condescending and reinforces the idea that diversity is only important for the sake of appearances. Worse, and as labor history has shown, the diversity hire is sure to receive backlash from some members of the organization. Can you say optics? Instead, Companies should strive for inclusive hiring practices that value the idea of diversity and recognize the unique contributions that individuals can make to a team. Wow. That was pretty amazing. Now, I really have to think and choose my words. The idea is to increase our own self-awareness, not promote paranoia. In conclusion, as private and public sectors strive to create more inclusive and equitable workplaces, it's important to examine the language and phrases that are used. Outdated language can reinforce biases and limit opportunities, limitations of a bygone era, for certain groups of people. Worse, they may unintentionally promote limiting beliefs in workers and employees. We all should strive for language that is inclusive, respectful, and accurate. Let us recognize the unique value that each individual brings to the workplace by carefully choosing our words with intention. More importantly, business and the workplace have gone through a profound transformation. Any last words, Steph? The truth is words are powerful. Words make up stories that we tell ourselves. These stories help define not only our identities but the kind of world we live in. Beyond that, words and stories make up our future reality, our world that we want to design and build. Spot on. To our listeners, 
Have you heard any other legacy business phrases that you think are outdated or potentially harmful in today's focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion? Or words that no longer reflect the current reality of our workplace? How would you suggest these phrases be replaced with more inclusive, fair and accurate language? Thanks for being with us, Steph. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to our Make Our Possible shortcast. This is Theory. Now, go out there and use the power of your words to tell your story. Our story.